You are listening to the Up Level Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. I am so excited today to have with me a very special guest, somebody that has become a strategic partner for me and a friend. We just spent 10 minutes catching up before we actually hit record. Just so many things in common. It's like when you meet a person like this in the online space, you're like, I have found another one of my people. Meg Burridge is just an amazing gem. I had seen her name around the Kajabi community for a long time before actually getting introduced to her via our mutual friend, Kimmy Brown. And so having her on the podcast today and getting to have her share her journey and her story as a fellow entrepreneur, a wife and a mom is just going to be such a treat because I know that she has so many gems to share with us. And she's just somebody I have admired for a long time. So it's so fun that now we have become online friends, and then also getting to be able to come into her programs and share some things on mindset. It's just a dream come true. So without further ado, I want to turn this over to you, Meg, to give us a little bit of an introduction, who you are and how do you describe what you do at this point? And then we're going to go backwards and talk about how you started and then where you've landed today. (laughs) All right. I think I can do all of that. And thank you, Melissa, for having me on. It's an absolute honor to join you on the podcast. I was having FOMO, seeing all these wonderfully cool people jumping on the podcast. I was like, what about me? Pick me. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, these days, I mean, yes, I'm a Kajabi specialist, but I I think I'm a, a bit of a serial entrepreneur. I've been coming up with new ways to escape corporate the last few years and It was back in 2019 that I finally was introduced to the online course space. I was completely green to it. I had no idea about digital marketing three and a half years ago. And uh, somebody put me on to James Wedmore's Business by Design program, which just opened my eyes to the possibilities. I was pregnant at the time. I was three months pregnant and uh, determined not to have to go back to corporate when maternity leave was over. So I thought, oh, how long could it take to launch one of these online courses? I mean, everyone just makes it sound so simple. That's what I'll do. So busy during uh, during my maternity leave, I was trying to structure out an online course, realizing that it was going nowhere fast. And then towards the end of my maternity leave, someone just suggested to me, maybe you should park online courses for a while, like creating your own online course and look more at how you can generate your six-figure salary helping other people launch their online courses. (laughs) That probably makes more sense. You know, I was just going round and round in circles, trying to come up with some content for my own course. And in doing that, you know, I had a Kajabi subscription. I'd figured out the platform. So I thought, well, I'm not half bad at this. I could probably do this for other people. And so I just started putting my hand up in Facebook groups and saying, yeah, I'm a Kajabi specialist. Mm -hmm." One, One of those people who, you know, I was 
pretty pretty new to the whole thing and my rates were ridiculously cheap. I look back now and think, oh, I can't believe I did all that work. for <laughs> <laughs> But with a good learning curve and uh, a couple of years later, and I'd finally helped enough people with launching their online courses that I'd worked out what to put in my own online course. So I, I did get to creating my own online course on how to use Kajabi a couple of years in, but it definitely was a sort of roundabout way of getting there. So cool. And it's interesting. Like when I start hearing the actual timeline, I'm like, really? Wow. I felt like as somebody who you know knew of you from the Kajabi community, I'm like, oh, she must be an OG. She must've been doing this for a long, long time. But I love that because you literally grew your business by showing up in Facebook groups. And so I obviously... I've shared lots and lots of times with my community. Like that's really how I continue to get clients. And I think that people are like, really, really, do you really get clients from Facebook groups? And does that still work? Yes. But it's about building relationships, right? Like, I think that that's the thing, like you got to start somewhere and then you're sharing information and you're connecting these people. And then pretty soon other people are seeing you and they're like, oh, this woman's everywhere, but really you're not. You're in this one group and you're like putting in some effort, but it really pays off. Absolutely. I love that there was this moment where it was like, maybe you should help other people, right? Like (laughs) instead of trying, and I, I can resonate with that so much. And I think a lot of people listening to this will be like, yeah, that was me. I thought I had to create a course in order to make it. And so you finally like put your stake in the ground as being a Kajabi specialist and, you know, you grew your business that way, but like, what is, what does it look like today? And like, take us a little bit on, on that journey of especially the HCA and like how that came to be. And, and also I want to talk about lifestyle launching as much as possible in there and like breaking down that narrative around, like there is one way to quote unquote launch because I'm with you sister. Nope. Do it as messy as possible. Do it in a way that feels good. Do it different every time. So let's just dive into that a little bit. Sure. I mean, when I first started, the first thing I ever launched was this little membership and it was crazy. It was like 35 bucks a month and they got four hours of virtual assistant time. Like, of course, everyone signed up to that. Who wouldn't sign up for four hours of VA time a month for $35? So immediately (laughs) I was was swamped with work and thinking this was a dumb idea and now I'm in this open ended membership. How the hell am I going to get out of it? But, you know, it, it at least got my name out there and a few clients who recommended me to others. So it was a good starting point. And from there, I thought, okay, I, I need a staff member. But I, I now had this newborn who was about six weeks old, refused to nap. You know, she was just one of those babies who would sleep for like 15 minutes and then be like, I'm good. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I, yeah. I need solid nap time. We have so the same I, child. Yeah. <laughs> So I took on my first staff member and I said, okay, this is an admin slash nanny role. Um, I'm going to expense it through the business, but there will be some feeding the baby, some cooking me dinner, some working with Kajabi. And she would come over to my house every day and we would just like juggle children and work and building websites. And we did that for a while. Then we rolled out our template packs and I added a couple more staff into my team. And it was great building all these websites, but it was you're trying to run an online course and do a done-for-you service, it's like you're wearing two full-time hats. You know, it was so exhausting to try and do both things that eventually something had to go. So a couple of years in, online courses and coaching going well, I actually started 
downsizing my team. It was like, you know, in the beginning, everyone wants to build a big team. I was like, how do I now get rid of my team? You know, so it's just me and I can go back to things being simple and uh, no one to have to oversee, which was good. Except then, of course, you get a little bit isolated. You know, that feeling of I now don't have anyone to bounce any ideas off. At that point, I went looking for some kind of project that I could do with someone, you know, and just bring our two businesses together in some kind of joint venture partnership without having to take on any staff. And thankfully, the lovely Kimmy Brown had recently come into my world and I said, Kimmy, I have had this great idea. You know, we're going to uh, train up other Kajabi specialists, there's a massive shortage of them in the industry can't do it alone. I'm one of these people who has a big idea, but then I'm like, how do I actually, uh, how do I fulfill this idea? I don't actually have the skills to uh, to deliver this. Um, so, so thankfully, Kimmy has all the skills that I was missing and uh, came on board to put this program together where we train up other Kajabi specialists to grow their own businesses and have the kind of flexibility that we've been able to build in to what we're doing. So incredible. So Talk a little bit about, okay, you got the idea and Kimmy was like, yeah, let's do it. And I know you guys went and did some planning, right? Somewhere beautiful with beautiful water. And how did you decide you were going to like birth this thing and bring it to life, right? Like let's lean into that lifestyle launching versus like maybe how the Meg would have done it when she first started out and following everybody else's (laughs) suggested way of doing it. Like, how did you guys decide that you were going to make this thing happen, but also that it was really you like, talk to us about that. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the things when I first had the idea for the heart centered apprentice and my husband said to me, you serious? Like you really want to create a program that just creates like a whole lot of competition for yourself? Like does that seem sensible? Like hadn't really looked at it like that, you know? I just wanted to be able to help other people achieve the same freedom and flexibility that I have. But also we see so many people in this industry who need good help and it's just yes. been really difficult to find good help. I mean, there's so many horror stories, but Kimmy and I chatting about it, we were just like, yes, this is a good idea. We'll just forget what my husband says. This is a great <laughs> idea and we're going to forge ahead with it. So one of the big reasons that I joined the online space was just the ability to be able to work from anywhere. I have always wanted it's almost a myth, isn't it, that you work from a beach with a laptop and uh, generate a million figures from some tropical location. I mean, you could do that, but anytime I do work from the Caribbean island, there's so much glare on my laptop that I actually can't even see my emails. And I think, who actually does this? I am so glad you're saying that. I mean, we just moved to Florida and I tried to work outside yesterday. And it was so humid that I'm like, I am going to destroy my computer. And like, I can't like, I'm it. Yeah. Like who does this? Where? Like I have not who found does it. This? You know? So even if you're sitting in a lounge room full of sun, it's like, I can't even see the screen. It's, no. uh, it's one thing to want this laptop lifestyle, but it's not always that practical, but you know, I, I still love the dream of it. Yes. I'm going to work from anywhere and travel through Europe and just open my laptop in cafes and things. So uh, for Kimmy and I, when we started planning HCA, we thought, let's take a tropical holiday and talk this out over cocktails by a pool. So we did that. I don't think we opened our laptop pretty much the whole time. We just literally (laughs) sat by a pool and brainstormed a few things like, could we work together? Would we drive each other crazy? 
how did we see the revenue split going? Mm -hmm. Poor Kimmy was like, should we maybe keep some of the money in an account in case people want, like, what if what if we get requests for refunds? You know, and I'm not that practical. I'm like, Kimmy, it's us. Everybody's going to love the program. We're putting <laughs> our heart and soul into this. It's going to be amazing. Like, no one's going to want refunds. This is going to be a huge success. So, <laughs> so we we jumped into it without that much planning, really, you know, other than a, this feels right. Let's mm-hmm. give it a go. We'll try it for 12 months. We'll beta test it and see, you know, if it's as much of a success as Meg thinks it'll be and take it from there. But I always have a very casual approach. You know, I'm, I'm the worst for systems, processes, contractual agreements. Uh, you know, that's why I have Kimmy teaching the HCA students all those business pillar things because I'm more of a, it's a great idea. Let's just wing it and see what happens. <laughs> It's a, I mean, that's why you guys work together, right? Like that, and there was a reason why there's a lot of great people out there, but there is a reason why like, Ooh, Kimmy, like I'm going to talk to her about my wonderful idea, which is a wonderful idea. But I, I love this because you are showcasing the like done is better than perfect. Like you're, you're, you did this right. And where are we at now? How many cohorts have you done? We ended up running a second beta because we okay. sort of got through beta one and thought, mm, we still got a few things to iron out here. You know, it went really well. Everyone loved it. Lots of, you know, good results, people growing their businesses, but we just thought mm, we just need to run another beta and just iron out a few of the kinks. So we did that. And then we have since then done two intakes. So we're sort of into cohort number four now, mm. and we're busy trying to make the program more of a a rolling enrollment so people mm-hmm. can impl- apply to become an apprentice at any sure. time throughout the year. But then we run the training live a couple of times a year so that they yeah. can jump in the live sessions. Yeah, it's been really good. We're probably up to about 40 apprentices now, I think, and about half of those have graduated. They don't make their way onto the directory until they've done all the technical assignments, all the business assignments put together, their client contracts, all those contractual things that I never had in my business, all the things that we know they should have that I just skipped over. (laughs) And they're doing wonderful work. You know, they're getting a a good reputation for themselves out there and we're seeing them helping lots of people. So, you know, that was that was the main aim to create a caliber of apprentice and specialist that could really deliver a good job. And uh, and thankfully that's happened. Yeah, that's awesome. I um, have met so many great people through your program. Like you attract amazing people, right? It's people who are, who, who desire that they're like, I want to do this the right way. Sure. I could just figure it out and make it happen. But it's like, I want to learn from somebody who's also walk the same journey. And I think when we lead by example, and have actually done the thing, like it just makes that level of learning so much deeper. And it's just such a neat program to like see inside and then see the people and see them come out the other side. And for me, it's really fantastic because when my clients, like my consulting clients are looking for somebody, I truly have a place to say, here's where you can go to find truly good support. Mm -hmm. Right. Prior was always Kimmy. Well, I can't send everybody to Kimmy because (laughs) like, she doesn't even do all that kind of work anymore, but also being very fearful. Like I was always somebody who was really trepidatious in terms of referring, unless I really knew the quality of work, right? Because ultimately like your, your word is going along with that person. If they do a crappy job, then 
anyway, you get it what I'm saying. And so Kajabi was always a, like, that was just a, there's so many people and it was hard for me to weed out. Like I've heard this person's good, but I'd only ever really done work with Kimmy. So that was the only person. So now it's like, thank goodness. I also have this, this repository of true talent that has been trained up by the two of you. So again, I just want to make like do that shout out in terms of if you're listening to this and you use Kajabi or you have clients who use Kajabi, you want to know about the Heart-Centered Apprentice because that is going to be a truly great resource for you to get people who know what the hell they're doing, right? And I, and I always stress to people who reach out to me looking for recommendations that all the graduates, you know, all the apprentices, they have their own superpowers. So mm-hmm. they're all trained on Kajabi, but they're all interested in something, you know, some of them have come from education or from health or whatever their niche is that really, you know, they're passionate about. So we do our best to to pair people up, you know, if people send me a message or drop me an email and let me know what their wish list is, then I can have a look at, at what they're after and the backgrounds of the apprentices and sort of couple them up as best as I can, because, you know, you really are looking for the right fit. And I do suggest to anyone who's going through the directory that you just book a few calls, discovery mm-hmm. calls with a couple of the, the people and just make sure that you've got the right person before you move forward. But, you know, it's similar, like the specialists, they have their own superpowers. And I guess on the topic of lifestyle launching, the creators out there, they have their own superpowers. And so many people, they start off in this industry determined to to run a webinar, to launch their signature program, or I have to do a five-day challenge and it's going to lead into a membership because some guru told them that this is how you make money in this online space. And, and there's so many different variations and ways, you know, that, that people can, can get their online program to work and to scale. And I see so many people doing things because they feel they should rather than looking at their personality and their lifestyle and their time availability, just, you know, their financial means, all the elements that go into, mm-hmm. you know, what might be a good strategy for them. Yeah. I think it, I love like, it's like, we need more of this. We need more talk about this. And I, it takes me back to my days of being an online business manager. And then I'd have a client and they would be like, I'm in this mastermind or I went through this program and this is how we have to launch. And I'm like, do you want to do it that way? Like that was never a thing that they would like ask themselves. And then when I would ask that, they'd be like, well, I don't know, but this is how I'm supposed to do it. I'm like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) The launch police are not coming for you. Like you can change it up. Right. And I've consumed some of the same Kool-Aid but not anymore. And when I just do it the way that feels good, it always, always pays huge dividends. Yeah. So I love that you're passionate about that and like, oh, you know, willing super to talk passionate about, about it. it. I see it so much, you know, with the, with the clients who the idea of running a live webinar actually makes them want to like vomit in the closest rubbish bin, but they still do it because they're told that they have to launch with a live webinar. It's like, you don't have to launch that way at all. You know, there's plenty of other things that you can do that don't involve any of this feeling of anxiety that you're going through right now, you know, right. Or, or people who, who want to go for an evergreen model, you know, with their programs. And I think, how are you going to, how are you going to drive traffic to this evergreen funnel? You know, you'll have to have continual traffic coming through and they've got no, no strategy around it, you know, but there's so many, so many aspects but I think, okay, well, it really is sitting down and working out with people. What's your appetite for turning up live? 
how much available time do you have? Are you good with stress and live launching? Or would you prefer just a nice constant revenue throughout the year that's maybe not Mm -hmm. huge sums of money, but far less stressful? So that's really when I think of lifestyle launching, I just think of looking at someone's personality and the various just things that are happening in their life and crafting a strategy that actually works for that person. Yes. And honoring the fact that like, just because something works for you right now in the season of your life, it may be completely different in six months. There's going to be seasons and things that you have the energy to do and things that you don't. And I have a couple of private clients right now who love launching. Like it's like their favorite thing. And I'm like, huh. Okay. Well, that's good. Let's like figure out how to do that for you. But like for, but that's also why it's really important to find a coach or whatever, a program that's going to hold space for you and your uniqueness instead of being like, well, you have to do it this way. Right. And like you said, there's plenty of super gurus out there and successful people and they're teaching what specifically has worked for them, but it may not work for you. And that doesn't mean that you are wrong or that you're a failure and you have to be willing to say like, Ooh, what can I take away from this? What parts did I like? What parts did I not like? Right. I love it when people are like, well, okay, I need to plan out my 16 week launch timeline, or I'm going to do when I went through the online business manager training, they had like three types of launches. And I literally thought that there was only three timeframes There was an eight week, a 12 week and a six week. And, I, and then when I realized that's just a framework that can, it was like a aha, like, of course. Right. But you learn something new and you're like, this is the Bible. I've got to follow this thing. And you don't, I mean, <laughs> when we I've give ourselves been, that I've permission, never I've never been good at launch runways, Melissa, you know, the, uh, the eight, 12 and whatever. I'm like, well, okay. If I just start a few weeks out and remind my list that I actually exist and, uh, yes. bring out a, out a new freebie to get back on their radar and we're good you know <laughs> right but I've, I've always done it my own way and I'm sure the the super gurus would look at my stuff and be like how does that even convert oh same same we are actually quote unquote launching right now for the next round of the consulting framework accelerator and like if somebody was critiquing me there would be all kinds of things like well you're not showing up live enough and you're not doing this and, and I'm like Okay, great. That's not what I'm doing in this season, right? I'm, and I've gotten to a place where I'm just so confident and content that the right people at the right time will come. And whether that's five people for this round or 15 people, like that doesn't make anything good or bad. I'm going to show up the same way for five people or 15. And I can push to get people in, but then that feels like selling. And I don't, that's not me. And so I just have, yeah, it's yeah. so much has changed around that for sure. And it's been learning, right? Learning about myself. And I'm sure that you can totally relate to that. And that's a big piece of becoming this next version of ourselves as entrepreneurs, figuring our own selves out. So I want to talk a little bit about this pursuit of the laptop lifestyle that you kind of touched on, right? I actually don't even know where you are right now because I know that there has been a lot of exploration about maybe living here and maybe living there. Take us on a little journey, starting with like, what prompted this? Like, what was like, okay, we're going to like maybe live in another country with a small child and a business. Well, now two small children, which is what prompted it, Melissa. So when I started my Kijabi business, I was pregnant. And then 
about nine months. Yeah, she was nine months old. It was like, what do you mean I'm pregnant again? So <laughs> in, the, in the last three years, I've had two babies. Uh, they're both super cute, but I do live in a madhouse. Um, thankfully, one of the staff I took on after my assistant was a full-time nanny. That's the only oh. way that I can, I can do what I do. But when we had this surprise third child, we thought, okay, we could do with some some family around us now because we were living in Western Australia, which is, Mm -hmm. Australia is a big place, but on the West Coast, you're kind of a long way from anything and no family there. So my husband is Dutch and we moved to the Netherlands to quite a small town in the South Mm -hmm. of the Netherlands where his mum lives and his brother. And we thought, we'll just hang out with cousins and have proper Christmases and all that sort of stuff. Problem is, I don't like it very much. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know who's listening. It's full of Dutch people. I don't speak Dutch and they do not get my sense of humor at all. They are like really sensible. And I am not particularly, you know, a, a sensible, <laughs> reserved kind of person. I am, I'm a, a loud, laughing kind of person, especially down here in Limburg, where we are, province of Limburg down south in the Netherlands, away from all expats, international people. Mm. It's just I'm the odd one out in this town. So we've been here for about 18 months and we've been toying with the idea of going back to Australia. But once you get into this online space and you want to do conferences in California and, you know, retreats in Hawaii, all these things, from Australia it's so hard. So we're sort of at this crossroad now where it's like, well, we're not going to stay here. Where do we go? Let's go and try a Caribbean island where we can't even see our laptop screens. So that, <laughs> that is our next move in November. We're off to Anguilla in the Caribbean and we've got five months booked there. So we thought we'll just start with a rental for five months and see how we go. We're going to leave our house here with all the furniture in it. So that all we have to do is take suitcases and then if it's a disaster, we can always come back. But uh I like to think it'll work, but the whole idea, you know, that romantic notion of a Caribbean island is quite different from a holiday to I'm going to live there full time amongst the palm trees and the goats, which is really all there is on this island. Good and you guys have already gone there to scope it out, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've scoped it out. Yeah. And it is, I mean, for my husband, who is an engineer by background, so he's very much numbers. He looks at the fact that, okay, it's probably missing a few like first world conveniences, but it is a tax-free island. So imagine when you're running your online business, if you're not paying any tax for the next few years. Like, well, I mean, that, that does sound attractive, but it's not attractive <laughs> enough to me to live somewhere if I don't enjoy it. You know, it's just exactly. never about the money. It's like, okay, that would be a good perk if I enjoyed it. But if I hate it there we couldn't stay. Yeah. Now, does he have, is he still in corporate? Is he an entrepreneur? What does your husband do? When I started this business and it it went well, much to his surprise, um, because the business (laughs) before tanked, (laughs) it took me a while to pay back the hundred thousand from the last business. Um, but then this one went quite well. So he quit his job and, uh, then we moved over here. So he's not working, but he, uh, he likes to buy buildings and renovate them. So okay. he's been busy with that. When we get over to the Caribbean, I don't know what he's going to do, to be honest. He might drive me crazy because <laughs> he, he sort of always needs to be busy and it's very difficult to get a work permit 
on these Caribbean islands. So mm-hmm. for me, with my business, I can work all day, no problem. You know, just put me in a spot with no glare and I'm good to go. Yes. Whereas if he can't work and he's got no house to renovate, how long can you really do that for? Sitting around by a beach. He's not a super dad. It's not like he's going to want to hang out with the kids. Will you bring a nanny or get one there? What is the plan? Yeah, we have convinced our nanny to come for three months just to try it out. Okay. Or she doesn't like hot weather. Um, oh. She's French and she likes the cold. So oh. she's agreed to come for three months to test it, but uh, no long-term promises. Okay. So <laughs> if she doesn't like it and, you know, we're stuck over there with a husband who's not a super dad, I'm working full time and three young kids. Yeah. I'd say the writing would be on the wall, but we'll see, you know, jury's out. We're going to give it a go. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like we're going to have to have like a follow-up podcast to hear like how it is going after like month three, right? Oh yeah. my goodness. This is fun. Like, again, I feel like you're doing things that many of us have like thought about or Ooh, wouldn't that be neat? But you're like, we're doing this. And that in itself is just so impressive. And there, I have so much admiration for that. What is something like that just comes top of mind that you would share with the audience in terms of just a learning or something that has become like a golden rule for you. Just like people who are listening and they're like, Ooh, I want something else different from what I have created, right? They still want more or they want to do something totally wild and crazy, or they feel out of alignment in their business. Like what would you share? And it could be more than one thing, but in terms of kind of coaching on people a little bit. Oh, tricky one. So one thing, I don't know if I can do one thing. I might ramble on about this. For like Go for it. Long. Ramble it on, sister. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of the first things I, when I started my business, I just wanted to please everyone. So I worked crazy hours. Now I worked weekends. I worked late nights. I couldn't say no to anybody. I just wanted to help the whole world and always fearful that if I said no to this particular client, that I'd have this big gap in my calendar that I wouldn't be able to fill with somebody else. And it takes a while, I guess, of running your business to get to that position of confidence where you're just like, no, I know what, what sits well within me and which things I should be saying no to and turning down those clients with the, the red flags where you think, oh, this is just going to be a nightmare from beginning mm-hmm. to end. So I've gotten a lot better at learning to say no if in my gut I just know that it's going to bring problems and switching off my computer on the weekends. I mean, I'll still, every now and again, I'll still switch it on and work on my own stuff, but I won't work on any client type activities over the weekend. I've you know, gotten to the point now where I really put the, the boundaries in place and say, I don't work Fridays. So, you know, you'll hear from me on Monday, which has brought just a sense of calm, especially, you know, with my family, having young kids, having those boundaries, because with my first business, I worked myself into the ground. Like I would go to work and then come home and not see the kids. You know, I was gone before they woke up. And then we only have one at the time, son. I'd be gone before he woke up and then I'd come home and he would already be in bed. And it was such a strain on my marriage. My husband just honestly felt I loved the business more than I loved the family, but I was just so desperate to see it work that I just killed myself trying to make it. And it didn't, sadly. I thought it was a great concept, just sadly no one wanted to pay for it. So a lot of money down the drain on the first business. I think the other thing that I would say is 
as you grow your business, you do get encouraged to take on staff and grow a team. But I think, you know, it's really important to craft the sort of business that you love. And for me, I'm not a very good manager. I'm not very good at giving someone a a calendar full of tasks that they need to work through or having any confrontational type conversations with them if they don't do a good job or having to like fire somebody. You know, I'm just not, I'm good, not good management material as far as staff goes. (laughs) I just like to manage myself. So for me, I have found the perfect thing is just joint venturing with other people to mm. bring a bring to life projects like the Heart Centered Apprentice. And I love outsourcing, just like breaking down my business into little projects that I can outsource to individuals rather than trying to get one person, like one assistant to wear several hats. You know, through, through HCA, I've been able to see what everyone's superpowers are so that I can outsource SEO to this person and then my templates to this person. And could you look after my affiliates, you know, and just really separating it down. That has worked so well for me that I'm like, oh, I don't actually have to have full-time staff. It doesn't have to be the way that everyone told me, you know, it had to be. This This is so much more relaxing. I love those points. Like so, so valuable. And again, it's doing what works for you and really knowing yourself. And, you know, that's a, such a CEO move to say like, I'm not great at managing. You could be, you could put all your energy into that, but that's not your zone of genius. And so it's going to take more energy. So we want to save that energy for where you just naturally operate. Wow. So many gems today. So how can people work with you at this point. I I know that we've talked a little bit about the Heart Centered Apprentice, but talk to us a little bit about your templates and then any other ways that people can work with you or any other offers that you have going on. Yeah. I mean, I have the Course Creators Incubator, which is at the moment, in its current state, it's about a five-month program and I just run it once a year. But, you know, it's like you said earlier that models change and what you want from a business changes. So I'm sort of just in the the stage now where I'm looking at how can I take this program that I typically launch live once or twice a year and make that more of an evergreen style of program. Because when you're teaching something like Kajabi, people don't want to wait until next year to learn the ins and outs of the Kajabi platform. It's Mm -hmm. something that people, you know, they need help. They need it right now. So I'm looking at ways that, you know, the program can be rolling enrollment, but still very much supported with the live calls and things. Um, So watch this space for how you can get involved with CCI (laughs) going forward. And then the templates I absolutely love. You know, I just love being able to get creative and put these template designs together to help people. But some of the template designs that I released years ago, I'm sort of now looking at thinking, I'm a bit bored with those. So uh, my focus... Mm -hmm for the rest of the year is creating a new range of templates. I've gone off and become story brand certified. So uh, I didn't know that. That's so cool. Oh, wow. I don't do a very good job of telling anyone, Melissa, but um, I I I love that. That is story brand guide. So my focus right now is to create a range of Kajabi templates that are story brand ready. So that Mm. anyone else out there who loves the framework and is a Donald Miller fan can come and plug their copy into my templates. Um, oh my so gosh. We're busy with that right now. Okay. That is super exciting. Mm-hmm. Yay. 
I love it. Well, Meg, thank you so much for sharing a a glimpse into your journey with us today. I know this will be really inspiring for so many people and just to get to hear the uniqueness of crafting something that is really, truly in alignment for you and your family and, and the future and the legacy and all of that. Like, I think that that is the secret sauce, um, in terms of ingredients of something that is sustainable, that is going to keep us from burnout when we can be really honest with like, what do we want? What do we feel like doing? So you're leading by example here and just really, really a pleasure to pull back the curtain and be so candid with everything. So uh, I'm happy you. to do it. And I think my parting suggestion to people is just to, just to give it a try. You know, if there's mm-hmm. something that you think you want, like for us, it's like, do we want to live in the Caribbean? I don't know, but let's give it a try. You know, it's uh yes. Do I want to create an evergreen program i'm not sure but let's just let's just give it a try you know it's, <laughs> you only live once i'm uh, i'm all about no regrets just give it a go and you don't have to stick with it if it turns out to not be the right thing there's always something new around the corner that you can try next yes love that well thank you so very much and I just can't wait for more people to get to know you. So we will make sure and share all of your links in the show notes. And if you are not already familiar with Meg, please go check her out and follow her. She's either going to be an amazing resource for you or some of your clients. All right. Thank you, my friends. Oh, thank you, Melissa. Chat soon. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you're looking to join a community of female entrepreneurs focused on the growth of their online business, be sure to check out the Uplevel Lounge community on Facebook. As always, you can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at melissafrolick.com. See you here next week.